0: Hey, if you've ever wanted to see us live, now's your chance. If you're anywhere in the L.A. area, um, October 6th, 7th and 8th, you can come on down to the beautiful historic Biltmore Hotel in downtown Los Angeles for the L.A. Podcast Festival. Um, Not only will we be there, but tons of other great live podcasts will be there, including The Dollop with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds and The Jackie and Lori Show with Jackie Cation and Lori Kilmart and tons of others. Um, It's a 100% independent event produced by podcasters for podcast fans um, and it's a super fun um, amazing time a great weekend there's lots of panels there's lots of great information and there's just show after show with hilarious amazing podcasters um, so go to lapodfest.com to buy your tickets right now that's L-A-P-O-D-F-E-S-T.com um, and buy your tickets now
2: Like right as we were walking out, a little bit greasy, oh, greasy. for you. Yeah. I'm not wringing oh my, my hands because I'm nervous. It's because
0: jer- we've been waiting so long to see you,
2: Hi. Melba. Thank you so much for being yeah. here. Uh, this is you, right? No. <laughs> uh yeah but we're really yeah we're excited to be here (laughs) we bought a lot of stuff already today you guys have cute things yes some quality well can we just start yeah,
0: can we start where I need to go? Yeah, um, I, I didn't want to bring it up uh, myself. No, it was mine to bring up. It's yeah, mine yeah, to yeah, bring yeah, yeah. up. We were just um, George and I were just sitting in the back, <laughs> in the dressing room. You know, in one of them light up mirrors like uh, they have backstage at theaters like this, and we're just we're just putting on pounds and pounds in makeup yeah. and makeup and. Yep. <sighs> Talking about stuff and whatever. Gossiping, and like we do. Just slowly as we're chatting, I, <laughs> I just started to tilt a little bit to the right. And in my mind I was like, either you're tilting to the right or you have a very large brain tumor and <laughs> it's about to get, the action's about to start now. And right as I was about to turn to Georgia to say, hey, are you tilting to the right as I am? <laughs> The chair I was sitting in folded underneath me. (laughs) The legs of it broke. (laughs) And I fell all the way down to the ground. (laughs) But I fell butt first with my hands toward Georgia. Eye contact the whole way down. Help me. And
2: it was so slow. (laughs) And so sad. Like... And I have that problem of, like, laughing when people f- have unfortunate events. But I know, like, oh, no, isn't this stuck for you? Well, I, like, it's very thoughtful. This, is,
0: this was your way of, like, helping me? George was like this. <laughs> no.
2: no! Her arm was barely extended. No, A, I was laughing way harder than that. <laughs> B, I, I think I just went to you and hugged you. Because <laughs> I was like, this
0: isn't going to go well. I kept thinking that I was going to be able to recover because so much time was Passing, it was like fucking January, February, March. So, but you were like just this is gonna there. end soon. This is gonna end, but instead, it just kept going. You just were just, just laying there, laughing. Just like, don't there even get me up. A little bit folded up, and then Vince had to come in and pick me up off the ground. It was that,
2: it was that major. And, um, um, well, today, earlier. Hold on, I'm right? not okay. done. No, because <laughs> I was gonna share a, a thing that happened to me I so No, I
0: just need to fully process mine, though. It's yours. It's yours. It's your your moment. I'm positive mine's worse. (laughs) The waves of shame are still
2: hitting me. No shame. No, so much. It was like the chair had been broken before, clearly, and was now duct taped together. And And that was was the story we're going with. No, I swear. (laughs) When you bend
0: metal with your ass... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay, what happened
0: to you? Did you fall down?
2: I know I did something dumb though in front of a lot of people I well it wasn't well, whatever uh, I was like first <laughs> day in Melbourne I'm gonna go shopping all kinds of vintage stuff and I was like I'm gonna go sit at a cafe by myself and have breakfast and like wear, wear a scarf yeah yep. i was wearing a scarf so I got all dressed up and I put makeup on and I was like leaving the hotel with my headphones in and like all these like dudes who um, park cars That way. and I was just like da, da, da. it was very um like sex in the city and then there was a step I didn't see <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) and then when I you know like when I do anything I make a lot of like very uh, like I can't just step off a step and not know it's there and I fucking tweaked my back a little and I did and I I turned and looked at the the, one of the guys just to be like can you believe you know just to be like I'm okay and he was just staring at me like he was disgusted at me we're gonna get him fired yep so it's been a clumsy day
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, and then, and then just one more just hit me. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just gonna keep happening. No, do 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 until I eat Pringles in my hotel room tonight alone. <laughs> boo, doo, boo. Do it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> you guys what an amazing trip. We're in Australia We're for Australia. Christ's
2: sake. Australia!
0: It's It's... I had to tell you when uh, they first uh, uh, suggested this idea that we come down and do this tour. Both of us were like, oh, "We can't do
2: that. Yeah. Oh,
0: we can't. We can't
2: travel. <laughs> we can't, I get
0: anxiety? We can't go far away. Yeah. Uh, it seemed impossible. Yeah. Um, it seemed like a joke. Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: we'll go. Okay. <laughs> sure.
0: Tell them we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it actually worked out. Yeah. <laughs> I think a big part of that was that um somebody, and I'm not sure who it was, flew us first class. Ooh. Yeah.
2: That'll Don't do be it.
0: Jealous. I yeah. feel there's definitely we'll some go. anger.
2: <laughs> we'll go anywhere yeah. if you fly us first class. We'll For go real. straight to fucking help. We'll be like first class. We'd love to go to hell and do a couple right. shows. Yeah. Do they have a uh, Do they have a menu I can take a look at? <laughs> do they have a lounge that I can go to the first? All the people we talk about are there. <laughs> we might. Uh, it might actually be very dangerous for us to go yeah, there. Yeah, that's true. But to make things fair and like to make myself. Not get a big head. I stole something from first class. That's right, Georgia. Georgia kept it super real in yep. first class. Yep. Um, it was a little like fuck the man, yoink. You yep. know, punk rock always. Yes. With us. Yeah. Also, but can I get another champagne, please? Yes.
0: <laughs> please? And I need a better pillow.
2: <laughs> you, you. Uh, so you got really excited because they served us food. Yeah. And <laughs> um, you know I love that. <laughs> That's not the part. Uh, I got really excited because they served us food. Dude. Everyone gets excited about food. Yeah. Then Karen turned around in her seat and said to me, did you see the salt and pepper shakers?
0: <laughs> because they were a little pepper and a big salt in the shape of the Sydney Opera House. Yeah.
2: Oh, I, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, pretty adorable. I thought, hey, I saw them. So. So then I had four wine <laughs> with dinner. <laughs> Uh, or breakfast, they, we're not yeah, sure. Was, we don't know what time it was. it was. We still don't. They closed the shades, they turned the lights down. There was like, you know, they put like fake twinkly lights up. So we we're like, dinner, great, wine. Yeah, I believe it. Dinner, dinner, wine. Uh, and then I, after dinner, I go backstage to get uh, to go to the bathroom. And backstage. <laughs> <laughs> you called it that twice. Is that because of the curtain? Yeah. <laughs> I know. these people who are like bustling around working. It reminds me of like, well, you know, what you think life's really like, which is like this. Everything's fake. We're not really on a plane in the air. It's right. like it's simulation in your brain. So we go backstage yes. where the action happens. That's where all the clockwork. Right. Like it's four hamsters in a thing. Yeah. Making the exactly. plane go. Exactly. Okay. That's what we call a help. Is just hamsters. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> everyone's working, that's and not that's true. not true. <laughs> everyone's working and bustling around, and I'm. Waiting for the bathroom and uh, the lavatory and <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. The laboratory. <laughs> yeah, I'm first class now and I'm, I'm like scrunched into a corner and I look to my left and there's like a big t- a tray full of salt and pepper shakers mm. and everyone suddenly is like turning with their back to me. So I, again, four, four wines. And so I fucking whoop. Into my scarf, took Karen, and then I walked by Karen. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh no, the police. And as I walked by Karen, I, I was I was like giddy while I was like even peeing. I was like, oh, she's going to love this. <laughs> like, I was so excited. I was like, I should save it for, for when We're like in Brisbane for our first show. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. I have to do it now. And so I walked by <laughs> and like threw them at her.
0: And I had already was trying to figure out how to look them up online to buy them. I was like, would that be in Sky Mall or does Virgin have their own version? I'm like, oh, like this. Of course, there's no Wi-Fi to check anything. So it's just all up here and then <laughs> Squirrely Scarfy walks by <laughs> and goes like that and puts him in my hand I almost started crying I went I tried to grab her face so I was like oh my god but quietly because everyone else was asleep uh-huh. except for the baby yeah. that was screaming at first class wow time. first class baby rare a rare bird uh, screaming first class screaming baby first class baby you could hear the other The people who are used to being a first class, who live there, and that's their normal life, they're just like, "Uh, is the baby leaving (laughs) before we take out? Where's the? Who's taking the baby away? Is there a night nurse or a wet nurse somewhere to take the
2: noise-making baby away? Maybe a white uh, wet night nurse, (laughs) a white newt nurse? (laughs) No, too many, too many words that I just tried to say at once. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, how about the shirt you got me? Oh. <laughs> just today, you mean? Uh-huh. So
0: then I was walking out in <laughs> Melbourne. Doo-doo-boo. Uh, uh, I do have to admit, we were in Auckland uh, for 48 hours, and I saw the inside of my hotel room, mm-hmm. and then the inside of the theater that I was in. <laughs> well, I know it's not funny, because it's like... <laughs> the most beautiful country on the planet, perhaps? they don't want to hear that. And I was...
2: <laughs> no, that's, it's here. here. Oh, are they like... is yeah. this like... Yeah. The Dodgers versus the Giants yeah. style yeah. total yeah. vicious? Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, or the, the coasts versus the middle of the con- our country? Oh, right. Red state,
0: blue state? Uh-huh. Is this some intense political shit mm-hmm. I just stumbled into? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Anyway, away. it's so ugly I stayed inside. <laughs> wow. Steven, cut it. <laughs> oh, Steven's here. Oh, Steven's out? here. Come on.
2: Steven, hi. wave to the people. <laughs> yeah. In the middle, in the middle. Look at him. Say hi. Hi. Oh, hi. hi. Awesome.
0: Yeah. There we go. (laughs) Okay, wait. Now, can we have that spotlight? Steven's gonna sing a song really (laughs) quick.
2: No, Mike! Okay, bye. 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 (laughs) Somebody that. (laughs) We're making him sleep in someone else's car. (laughs) No, we're not. It's his own car. Uh, You're like, that was the most hilarious older sister
0: movie. You're like, come out here, get away. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and I'm not even anyone's older sister but I'm good it at it pretty right? fun right yeah it is we have good training she got me a shirt uh, there's a store that you guys have that's <laughs> like the best called Dangerfield Dangerfield yeah fuck yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's so cute I got Everything. like a I, had, I got a scarf that's like flower print and then there's just flying squirrels little ones all over it and then one that's the same thing but flying bats all over it it's like the best so you As come back... As opposed to ground bats. <laughs> Shit, I meant... Sorry. I meant bats and flying squirrels. Is that what I... Whatever. No, you got it, you got it. No, got it. No, okay. Bats. Bats. And then you came back from the hotel.
0: Well, from, I nope. was hard. in the store. I went... She was, showed me all these things. I'm like, now I have to go. So I... Went <laughs> because at, at, at every point, somebody, either Georgia or I, has to be laying in their bed. Yep. So she went... She took the first shift and went out into the world... <laughs> yeah. And then I stayed there eating bonbons and then she came back. And then when I went out to Dangerfields and I was just like, I wish I was 30 years younger so I could wear some of these wonderful pigeon prints or whatever the fuck is happening here. But I'm like looking through, the, there's t- so many cute oh my God. things, tiny things. Oh for- <laughs> my
2: Also, like, what size is a small or a medium? What size is a medium here? I don't know. It's all small. And the tiny shop girl was like, well, I'm an 8. And I'm like, well, then I'm a fucking 40. (laughs) Because, my God. You fucking bitch. Oh, anyhow. um,
0: No, but I'm going through these shirts, and everything I pull out has, like, a different wonderful... Like a koala with a gun or whatever. It's just like... (laughs) Just great ideas everywhere at you that know, store. Your Fun uh, stuff.
2: Your mascot.
0: It's Koala <laughs> with a gun. What you love. Um, <laughs> flip, 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 pull out, and there's a shirt and it has a gray cat sticking out of the pocket wearing a babushka looking mad. And I was just like <laughs> So I text I took a picture, I sent it to George, I'm like, why didn't you buy
2: this? <laughs> As if like I had been like, fuck you, and like put it back. <laughs> and I, well clearly I didn't see it. Yeah. So then she came back, knock on my door.
0: And, I, and she, uh, I, brought, I brought it to her, but Georgia, I don't know if you know this about her, but Georgia <laughs> loves to be nude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> it's but, nude or house dress is my like preferred form of being, yeah, preferred state of being. It's fun. My preferred state of being is slowly falling
0: off of a chair <laughs> I've broken for the rest of my life.
2: I do, I do like to be nude. It sounds so like perverty, but it's not in a perverty no, way. No, it's natural. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I answer the door naked. <laughs> I like to use it as a joke, too. She's like, What's up? I'm just like, Here's your
0: shirt. I wish I didn't get you
2: now. It was basically like, put some clothes on. And- <laughs> put this on with pants. It's fun to be, it's fun to like. People don't expect you just to be, what? You know, naked is funny. Um,
0: it was, it was funny. Thank you. It was very funny. We know each other very well. Yeah. Uh, here's what I was gonna say. So when we got here, um, when we were in Brisbane the first day, uh, one of the first, so another part
2: of, we're just gonna keep talking about first class. (laughs) new it is to us. Like, you guys would too. Whoever hasn't been in. Yeah. And perhaps you do.
0: If you ever go to the fucking first class lounge, Dude. they have all the stuff sitting out. That's like the nicest stuff to eat.
2: Like, before you even get on the plane, they're like, don't worry, you don't have to hang out with plebes. Go to upstairs. Yeah. Get out. In the airport. Don't eat Burger King.
0: Come up here. Yeah. And so they have all these hungry little Jacks. jars. It's, what? Hungry, it's Hungry Jacks. Oh, Hungry new Jacks. York. Hungry Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it's good stuff. (laughs) So they had all these little jars of yogurt with muesli mixed in, which is very foreign, and we don't have really that in America. You have it, but it's like at Whole Foods, and it's for hippies, whatever. She's talking
2: about muesli, not yogurt. You just have yogurt with granola.
0: Yeah. You guys have yogurt with muesli. (laughs) And dried fruit. Goat's milk yogurt served by the goat who gave you the milk. (laughs) So charming. Stewed fruit. <laughs> Stewed fruits tied in a ribbon. <laughs> Stuffed into your muesli. <laughs> so I was like, this is my new lifestyle. I'm just gonna yeah. do muesli and yogurt for the rest of my life. And then we were joking around. I was, we were like, oh no, cause we were, then we, somebody gave us Tim Tams. And we were like, oh shit, yeah. here's the dream. Cause Tim Tams are clearly the perfect f- food, second only to muesli and yogurt. And, <laughs> We were like, what if there was a Tim Tam murder? That would be so amazing. Either that's the weapon or it's, you know. They
2: fight over it. Yeah,
0: two people is the last box or whatever. Well, I'm looking on the internet, Uh (laughs) as we like to do. There has been a Muesli murder.
2: What? Did you hear about that? She's springing this on me.
0: Yeah, oh, you did not. I told you. When? Okay, listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Can you give us a second? The fucking Famous you didn't tell me this. I swear to you the owner of a famous muesli company a 75 year old man uh-huh. stabbed his business partner
2: to death You know about this <laughs> There's a murmur Very recently a murmur from the muesli community They had to shut their
0: their specific muesli company down wow. I think it's called the Muesli Company
2: Wow something like that That's so weird and then the murder I did in brisbane <laughs> sorry the chick uh Didn't the hurt. chick con- confessed because they gave her tim tams remember oh yeah that's right that might have not been correct but i saw it in one article and i was like i'm going with that yeah. who cares <laughs> it doesn't matter this this, uh, this by the way is my favorite murder oh yeah <laughs> clearly <laughs> this is georgia hart i'm georgia stark. hart stark that's karen kilgarrow i'm karen thank you thank you uh,
0: all right, sweet. Is it sit down time? It's sit down time. I think that's okay. it. We've done everything we can.
2: <laughs> no. We've done no, everything I'm, we can. I'm scared to sit down. <laughs> do you want to switch chairs just in case? I mean, will it help? They do look okay. Just no. if if I start to slide to the right, just
0: <laughs> you there, just stick your hand up. Just do one of these, Karen, because <laughs> I can't
2: do it again. You're I can't responsible take it for again. this. You just put a lot on that That poor girl's not going to enjoy the show now. It was like this. <laughs> it was like that. I thought you were like aghast at something I had said. I remember <laughs> what I said. It was almost like a Michael
0: Jackson kind of like... <laughs> but then I ended up on my ass. I just
2: want to make it clear that I... Did not just laugh at you and not try to help you. I came for you to save you. you I just happened to be laughing the whole time It was just so
0: slow (laughs) Also, I just knew you couldn't help me at that point. I was beyond help It was like what here's the thing and we all know this once you fall in public Like you can start to fall and you be like And if you catch yourself, you can just walk away. Maybe you have some hot cheeks, but that's all right You hit the ground. It's over. Yeah. You're fucking done. You're yeah. done for. You're the person that fell. <laughs> if on top of that, you're the girl that broke two legs of a chair. <laughs> good, good night, nurse. How am I here right now? It doesn't make sense. Whew. How we doing? Mm, okay. How's your
2: half-eaten mint?
0: Yeah, I shouldn't have put that in right before we walked out on stage. <laughs> it MadeInCookware.com That's
2: M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com Goodbye So you're first, it's right? It's me, right? Alright, Okay. I'm gonna settle in Guys, I decided to just go for it
0: And pick one of the most famous serial killers In Australian history Ivan Milat. Wow <laughs>
2: <laughs> I spit a little. Uh oh. Is he here?
0: <laughs> Something
2: like this is going to be titter, embarrassing. Titter, titter, <laughs>
0: titter, titter, titter. Titter, titter, titter. I went to school with Ivan Malat's grandson. I worked with his nephew. My mom used to be in the office where this wife of the secretary
2: turned out to be. We want all those people to email us, by the way. We're yeah, not, that's right. Keep fun of you them. had
0: best. Um. Uh, that, that cheer, we always feel like we need to say for the people who are here for the first time mm-hmm. with people who force them to come, <laughs> the ushers, never, yeah, the people that work here, people who have never listened to this podcast. We're not cheering for murder. No. We're not. I mean. It seems like we are. Yeah. But I swear to God we're not. Yeah. That's not what's happening.
2: Remember in Auckland when we were meeting people afterwards and these two girls came up and we hugged them and then I looked at the girl's face and I'm like, this is the first time you've heard the podcast, huh? <laughs> she was like, She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I could tell by your face because you were not happy to see us. <laughs> you were a little nervous, but your friend was like, hi. And <laughs> you were like, hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, you guys are scary. We're an acquired taste. Yeah. By like cool a, people. Like, uh, what's it called? Marmite. Yep. Vegemite. Vegemite. Sorry. Sorry. It's called Vegemite. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, some girls into to us, they gave us Vegemite, and then they go, don't put it on like
2: Nutella. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think that's the mistake every It's disgusting. And it's like, well, you ate a fucking spoonful of it. You're not supposed to, like, eating a spoonful of mayonnaise and being like, ew, it's gross. Or it's like, well, you fucking did it wrong. But I love the idea that, like, you put on
0: everything like a Nutella. You're just like, we're all going through life like, I bet this is super <laughs> d- delicious exactly like Nutella no matter what. Even though it smells like fucking nickels. I mean... What's up, Australia? Okay. I would like to say that my sources for learning all about Ivan Milat and the Backpacker Murders are um, a British show called Crimes That Shook the World. Mm. Congratulations, you shook the world. Uh, a show called Crime Scene Investigation Australia which is, yeah, it's really good except for on YouTube uh, it's ripped and so it's backwards it only takes up like a quarter of the bottom of the screen and the audio is sped up so as I watched it I began to go insane, so... I took the hit for you on that one. Oh, wow. And then also a website just called
2: news.com.au. No. Karen, your your computer is on fire right now. (laughs) Back at the hotel? (laughs) It's all just Russian people
0: in my computer. Oh, look at this. What? She's weird. Wow. She likes violence. So in the late 80s and early 90s, Georgia, I don't know if you know this. Let me let me know it. This was really my time when I was when I was really at my prime. <laughs> I hardly broke any chairs, and I was doing all kinds of drugs and drinks. <laughs> well, uh, people who weren't total losers like me were backpacking all through Australia. It became. Um, such a huge thing because you could come to Australia cheaply and then you could, you could, on a shoestring budget, you could backpack all throughout the gorgeous country, you could go to the gorgeous world-famous beaches, um, and actually they started building youth hostels so that people could do this and it turned into a billion dollar industry of backpacking around Australia. Wow. In this time. Um, that all changed.
2: Uh, Oh no. Yeah.
0: On September 19th, 1992, two joggers uh, uh, who were running on a trail in Belangelo State Forest never run on a trail.
2: Oh,
0: Belangelo. <laughs> oh, I added an e in there. Sorry, Belangelo. <laughs> I'm homesick. Um, Belangelo State Forest. So they're jo- imagine this. They're jogging on a trail and they smell something no, so strongly that they know it could only be a dead body wow. so they uh, go off the trail about 10 meters I don't know how far that is in America <laughs>
2: <laughs> listen we were busy shopping all day we didn't have yeah. time to do conversions I was sho- I've been shopping and falling um, <laughs>
0: Me too. <laughs> in, so in the brush buried under some sticks and leaves, they find the body of Carolyn Clark. The police are called. They set up a search area. And the next day, in um, doing one of those walking searches where it's mm-hmm. like 30 police officers arm to arm, they find the body of Joanne Walter. She's, thou- she's found about, oh, 30 yards away. Okay, I'm going to go... Metric and American. All right. All, all throughout this. <laughs> Throw them in there. What's up, yards? Um, <laughs> okay. So these two women had been missing for five months. Oh, wow. um, they were both uh, young British um, students who had come separately to Australia. They both were had always dreamed of coming here and backpacking here. They both loved traveling. And they met at one of these youth hostels. And they had decided that they were going to spend the summer um, picking fruit to make money and then like finance their backpacking around um, around Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in April, after they had kind of done all that, they had decided to hitchhike, hitchhike back to Melbourne and that was the last time anyone saw them alive. Mm. Um, the police determined that Carolyn had a sweater tied around her head. She'd been raped and shot in the head 10 times. Holy shit. Joanne had been raped and she had been stabbed 14 times. What? Both of the women were bound, um, and they had found Winchester cartridge cases near the bodies. So, yeah, it's real quiet. Um, okay. But other than what I just named, there was almost no evidence um, that they could find. And so essentially the case went cold. And so a man who lived nearby and who knew um, that forest really well, his name was Bruce Pryor. And he had kept checking the newspaper to see if any other stories would come up about these two bodies that had been found there. And he didn't see any. And so he decided, since he knew the forest so well, he was just going to start going out and looking to see if there was anything else to be found. Wow. So, for the next nine months holy shit he searched around a thousand meters of forest and then uh, one day he spots a human skull it's <gasps> upside down in the dirt he picks it up Oh! he didn't know it was the 90s um, <laughs> he brings it to the police and so <laughs> he had good intentions it don't he meant well. At least he didn't use it as an ashtray. Yeah, that's true. For a couple months. Or he didn't go like, I was right and throw it back down. (laughs) Shows that. This will show them. Okay. So basically the police were like, holy fuck. And they come out and they set up a, a perimeter and they start searching the area. And then a second body is found. Um... Well, that would, this is actually a fourth body, is found 22 meters away from where that skull had been in the ground. So these are the remains of James Gibson and Deborah Everest. They were two students who grew up in Melbourne. They decided that they were gonna hitchhike together to a music festival in Albury, and they had both been missing for four years. Wow. <clears throat> uh, James's bones had been marked with multiple stab wounds. Um, Deborah had been bound, she was savagely beaten, she had a lot of broken bones in her face, and, and she had been stabbed. Um, their bodies were 600 meters from where Carolyn and Joanne had been found. Um, so now the police set up a task force of 300 police officers, and they start combing the entire forest. So uh, relatively soon after that, they find the remains of German tourist um, Simone Schmittel. She disappeared while she was hiking from Sydney to Melbourne on January 20th, 1991. And oh they determined God. that she... Um, based on the marks. And this is how it happened with a lot of these remains because there was so little of them left that they just had to count the stab wounds on the bones. Yeah. So they knew she had been stabbed minimum eight times. Um, after her body was found, the police made an official statement that they had a serial killer on their hands. And that statement, of course, makes international news because um, Simone Schmidtel was German uh the um first two women were british it, it it just goes everywhere that they that now hitchhikers are going missing and then bodies are being discovered well uh up in birmingham england a man with my favorite name in the world paul onions
2: <laughs> oh my god come on dude dude go find him i mean how to make him mine
0: <laughs> paul you don't know me And I certainly don't know you. (laughs) Karen Onions. (laughs) Mrs. Paul Onions. Wow. Um, (laughs) So Paul Onions, right, he gets the paper and he sees the story and he fucking freaks out. Because Mm -mm. uh, four years earlier, Mm -mm. he had a very interesting experience very near the Belangelo National Forest. (laughs) Belangelo?
2: It's really Thank scary for in this podcast saying whenever you say the pl- a place, you get this, like, scared feeling because mm-hmm. you just are waiting for a scream at you. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that.
0: That's why we have started our new program, Spell It Like You Say It. Yep. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We just... It would help us so much yeah. if people would just fucking start spelling things phonetically Yep. yep. and stop being assholes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. He call, there's a hotline number in the article that he's reading. So he calls up and he's like, hey, I'd like to give an official statement because here's what's ha- happened to me four years ago. He's hitchhiking, he was hitchhiking, uh, he was in Liverpool. But in Australia, he was... And he's trying to hitchhike a thousand kilometers back to Melbourne. And he meets... He's, like, trying all day. He finally meets a guy named Bill, who's super nice and cool. And Bill's like, oh, hey, are you trying to hitchhike? Where are you going? And Paul Onions is like, (laughs) I'm trying to get to Melbourne. And he's like, so am I. Jump in my big old truck. Listen, Onions. You we call him Onions. He was like... Hey, hey, Bloomin' Onion, get in my fucking car. <laughs> and that's how the Outback Steakhouse was born.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry about that, I'm by so the way. so sorry. That's, we don't go there. No. Um, okay. So they're in his truck. This story is so fucked up.
2: They're, Do you know that I don't know it at all? And I'm so excited You don't know right this now? at all? Okay. No.
0: They're in Bill's truck. Okay. And... They're driving for a while. And then Bill's like, oh, hey, I can't do it. <laughs> I want to do it so bad, and I can't do it.
2: By tomorrow night, we'll have learned. Yeah.
0: I had to watch more TV. Yeah. Um, I tried to t- make a joke about how people here say the word snicks instead of snacks. And I tweeted it, and then all these people are like, oh, that's a Kiwi accent. And I was like, <laughs> well, here's an American accent. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I can't take uh, it. Also, it's just fun if someone goes, "Would you like any Snicks?" Yes, I would like one thousand yeah. Snicks. I mean, I'd want them
2: even if they were snacks. Yeah, but now I want them for I sure. I want them
0: more because they're Snicks. Yeah. Okay.
2: Snick snack. Let's focus. Yeah, guys.
0: There's so many pages left. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. They're sitting in the truck. He's like, we're about to, there's going to be no more radio signal. So I'm going to pull over here and I'm going to go in the back and get some tapes because it's the late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> and, uh, and pa- Paul Onions is like, that's cool, man, because he's so chill. <laughs> he's and so awesome.
2: chill. I'm a, yeah.
0: And so he goes to open his door to stretch his legs. And Bill suddenly gets real rude and is like, stay where you are, put your seatbelt on. And Paul Onions is like, hey, man, I just wanted to stretch my legs. And he's like, stay there. Uh-oh. So then he shuts the door and he's sitting there and he looks down. Uh-uh. There's a whole bunch of tapes right there <gasps> in the in the console in between. And he's like,
2: uh. This isn't good. Maybe he just wanted a thousand maniacs in the back <laughs> or whatever. No? Ten thousand? Thank you. Well, back then they were only a thousand.
0: <laughs> that's when you like them. Yeah. They were only a thousand. Yeah. Oh no, that's scary. Okay. Yes. So he's like that. Fe- I just when I was mm. watching whatever one of those backwards fucked up shows were that I was watching, <laughs> that idea that you'd be sitting there and I'd be like, okay, like that thing where the first thing a person does that's weird, but you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm still going to sit here because I don't want I don't want to be rude mm-hmm. to the super weirdo mm-hmm.
2: who's yelling at me out <laughs> of the blue for doing a super normal thing like for opening a car door. Opening a car
0: door is a bad sign, and then it's like, all right, well, Bill's Bill's pretty cool. Th- uh yeah. And just like the Did stomach do- drop.
2: Yeah.
0: Right as the, all that's happening, the driver's side door flies open. Mm. Bill comes in and goes, you know what this is? Ow! And he's holding a gun. Oh. Just to your two fingers? No, it's a gun. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretend gun. No, it was a real gun. He's holding a real gun on my blessed and beloved Paul Onions.
2: <laughs> what a stupid thing to say, too. Do you know what this is? Yeah. Like, just say... I have a gut. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. What if he was just like, no. Yeah.
0: I don't recognize that. Yeah. I have a strange brain disease. Right. <laughs> or I don't actually, recognize
2: things. I'm a pacifist. and I don't, <laughs> I don't recognize your weapons. I don't. <laughs> Those don't exist to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see weapons. Yeah, and then he fixes his beautiful he said, he hair. He has really long hair, his just gorgeous, gorgeous, kind of blonde hair. Onion hair. Yep. <laughs> 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 what a dick! Eh, he's turning into an asshole, okay. But, the, but the, the ironic part is
0: Paul Onions does not have body odor. And that's why I love oh. him the most. God,
2: he got teased so much for that. You no. know
0: it. Okay. No, he smells like delicious flowers. Do we have a picture of Onions? Of Paul Onions, no. I, there's only, I only had a picture of the reenactor. Oh. And that's not the man He's I love. He's too beautiful for eyes. He's too beautiful to have his picture taken. Yeah. So, right? Bill's like, do you know what this is? Right. Paul's like, I sure fucking do know what that is. And jumps out of the truck. Girl. Bill, Bill starts shooting at him no. as he runs up the highway away from the truck. And luckily, Bill... Uh, a, a driver pulls over and lets beautiful Paul Onions into his car oh my and God. drives away. Goodbye. Thank fucking God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. So, <laughs> this all was a phone call on the hotline. It, <laughs> it took him two hours to tell that story. <laughs> I forgot that part. So, that statement is taken. He hangs up and doesn't hear back. <sighs> it's because when they set this hotline up, what they didn't realize is that in the first 24 hours of this hotline, Uh-oh. they got 1,000 pieces of evidence. <gasps> People were calling in all over the place with all kinds of stories. And the, the police were completely inundated and were not prepared to, to process that much information. So meanwhile, um, while they're trying to, to set up hotlines and, you know, get the word out and do all of that. They're still searching the balangalo National Forest. <laughs> You're mad at them for that I am, name now. I'm, we're in a fight. It'll be <laughs> fine by the time this is over, but <laughs> this, is, this is the drama of the story. Okay, so as they are searching, they find the remains of German students, Anya Hopschneid and Gaboya Nogabauer. They... Uh, had, um, they had left for a winter holiday. They'd gone to Bali, uh, in 1991. And they had decided that like in around December, she had finished up her school. They'd gone, she, she was on winter break. They decided to go to Bali. And then when they were done with their time in Bali, they were like, let's hop on over to Australia and go to Bondi beach. So they spent Christmas on Bondi.
2: (laughs) It's Bondi now. (laughs) Okay. What is it? Bandy? Bondi, Bondi. It's Snicks. (laughs) Can we Snicks Beach? Okay.
0: (laughs) Snicks Beach. Got it. The world-famous Snick Snack Beach. (laughs) They are they're due home in January of 1992. They never make it home. So. When uh, when they process the bodies, they find that Gaboya had been shot in the head six times. Oy. Anya had been decapitated, and her head uh, was not found. Uh. Um, but the police did find 47 cartridge cases at the scene, and they were able to match those cartridge cases to the ones found near Carolyn Clark's body. Uh, so up now seven bodies have been found in the Belangelo National Forest so they the police get a, a forensic psychiatrist to make a, to, uh, mm. a profile of this killer love this shit right And based on the location, based on the violence, based on the weapons, based on everything, he basically says, this killer would have grown up or worked in the area of this forest. Mm -hmm. He would have had past criminal behavior. He would have shot guns with his family. Mm. He would have a big family that Mm. would have insulated him and separated him from the rest of society. Mm -hmm. And he would have had major control issues and been a real macho type. Um and as they're talking about all of that, uh the police are like, We know a guy like that. <gasps> and we know family like that. Oh fuck. It's Ivan Milat.
2: Well, they like are they were just like, Oh, we know this dude.
0: Yeah. So they had been a kind of a kind of a family that was well known in the area. Maybe we say it like that. Mm-hmm. They were they had made a name for themselves. Um, where they lived. So Ivan Malat... Was a road worker. Uh, he spent most of the 60s in jail. He loved guns. He had a four-wheel drive truck. He had 13 brothers and sisters. Holy shit! Uh huh. Um, when they interviewed his neighbors, they said that he was friendly, outgoing. He was always washing his
2: truck or tending to his garden. Mm-hmm.
0: Um And.
2: <laughs> oh, like as this, like some guy in the audience or some chick's, like I do the same things and I'm not a <laughs> murderer. I heard somebody just go. <laughs> murderer immediately fucking
0: murderer <laughs> loves to garden we know your type <laughs> so all of his neighbors are like we really like him he's friendly but the, they go to interview his ex-wife and she's like uh yeah yeah you want to talk about Ivan Milat well uh it was he was married to a woman named Karen Duck who he married when she was a teenager Karen Duck <laughs> Uh, she described Ivan Milat as a brutal controlling husband Mm. who was gun crazy
2: aren't you bummed that you laughed at her now
0: yeah (laughs) Um, she says that he often took her to a pine plantation um, to the Blangelo National Forest Mm -mm. and to the Genolan Caves which are I guess a tourist attraction um thank you so much mom. My mom's here everybody. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sounded like an American accent. Typical. <laughs> so they start then, uh, with all of these things kind of lining up, they start looking into Ivan's early police record. And they find that he was convicted of uh, uh, an eerily similar case in 1971. Uh, in April, Good Friday, 1971, he picked up two hitchhikers near a Liverpool train station. He pulled a knife on them, bound them, gagged them, told them if they screamed he would kill them. He took them into the forest and raped them both. And put them back into the car. And one of them convinces him to pull over so they can get a drink at a gas station. And he lets them. And she gets out of the car. They both get out of the car and go into the gas station and get in there like, you fucking guys, help us. And everybody gets them. And then they go after, they go after him. He got away, but eventually he was arrested. Um, He was facing, don't clap yet. He was facing two counts of rape and robbery. Um, And what he does was he faked his own death. What? By, yes. He left his shoes at a renowned Sydney suicide spot called The Gap. Which, I used to work at The Gap. You worked at a suicide spot? It's not that bad. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I stepped on your... No, no, it's okay. I think it worked. I think you built it. Okay. So anyway, he escapes to the place we all hate so much, New Zealand. <laughs> um, but he returns in 1974 because his mother had a heart attack and she was hospitalized and so they re- re-arrest him then. Yeah. Um, they had arrested him the first time but then he, of course, faked his own death at the Gap. He bought, he bought a sweater. <laughs> faked his death. Yeah. Left him.
2: Left his shoes in the changing room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like oh shit they were just like oh no I guess he's gone forever (laughs) go back to folding these sweaters (laughs) have I ever told you my sweater folding story I don't think so this one is a little bit classic and it's worth me stopping this horrible tale I used to work at the Gap for real in San Francisco. It was my first real job, and it was also when I was really also working very hard at being a, a just a dedicated alcoholic. <laughs> and so, the the day after Halloween, where my friend and I went uh, dressed up as two people who worked at the Lancome counter. <laughs>
2: Is that what we're dressed as right now? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll we just went out in our
0: black clothes and my friend got two Lancome name tags That's for us. Cool. It was pretty rad. And then we just got beyond shit-faced. <laughs> the next day was a fold-down day. If you've ever worked retail or worked at The Gap, you know the fold-downs. You no. have to go into work like four hours early <gasps> and literally refold the uh-uh. entire store. Every single item Why? in the store is refolded with a board so it all looks perfect. Just to break your soul. A just, little to, bit. just to just because they're like, hey, we're paying you six dollars an hour. Yeah. Why don't you earn it?
2: Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah.
0: So uh, we went in, we woke up, we were supposed to be there at seven in the morning, we woke up at 8 15 to the call of our manager being like, You fucking assholes, get down here. But luckily we lived one block away. <laughs> and so we like in our Lancome outfits, oh we God. walked out of the <laughs> gap. We go in, we start folding, I have the back wall and it's, I'll never forget because every time I see these sweaters like at a thrift store, I'm like, here it is. It's oh one of these no. sweaters, a Gap, it's a Gap sweater from 1991. Oh my God. Um, I'm folding down this wall of sweaters and so hungover,
2: like it's just still a little drunk. But it's also, funny because she doesn't drink anymore. That's, that's right. So you can it. just,
0: I, I've never killed anyone with a car or gone to jail. So let's celebrate my alcoholism. <laughs> I fold down a a line of this whole wall of sweaters. I get to the bottom of the first row, and then I just lay down and fall asleep (laughs) on the ground. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And my manager, Colleen, came up, and she's like, go home.
2: Oh, my Colleen.
0: Colleen, she aided and abetted my alcoholism. All
2: right. (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) Falling asleep on the couch. Oh, okay. So...
0: He never, he's rearrested, but he, uh, he is acquitted of both the rape and robbery charges because there was not
2: enough evidence. I'm sorry. So These I know. Two chicks are like, how about this evidence? Hi, I'm mother- evi- My name's Evidence One and Evidence Two. Um,
0: <laughs> so the police go to speak to the rest of the Malat family and they interview his brother Alex and his brother Alex's wife and they talk to them for over an hour. It's just, they're not getting much. The police get up to leave, and Alex's wife goes, Oh, hold on. Yep. And she goes and gets a backpack and <gasps> hands it to them and goes, He gave us this as a gift.
2: Uh, could you have lead with that, honey?
0: <laughs> I guess there were some issues. She was having some problems. The police take it and find out that the backpack that she gave them, that Ivan gave to them, belonged to Simone Schmittel, the German backpacker. So, <clears throat> Then, simultaneously, or at least that's how it seemed on these shows that I was watching... They go through, they're going through all the statements that they had gotten in the first, you know, month of the hotline, and they find beautiful Paul Onion statements Oh my
2: God. Uh...
0: From all the way up in Birmingham. And so they call him back, and they find, they find out that his story is real. They They actually have the Birmingham police interview him to make sure that he's not some nutcase. They end up flying him down to Australia, and... Paul Onions identifies Ivan Malat <gasps> in, ra- in a lineup, and th- so the police can now arrest Ivan Malat for the attack of Paul Onions. Yay. So on May 22nd, 1994, at 6 a.m., the police surrounded Malat's home. Um, it's really funny in the reenactment, they called him on the phone and were like, hey, can you come outside for a second? <laughs> He did, and then he was down on the on his perfectly manicured lawn. Wow! Oh, right. Face first, because he likes gardening. That's right. He likes things just so. Uh, when the police enter his home they immediately start finding trophies from all of these murders there's there's all this camping equipment there are um, there are all kinds of personal belongings just everywhere they the police are identifying Ugh. them as they look around the house and uh, they also find rifles ammunition hunting knives and a sword um, and then hidden inside a wall in a plastic bag they find pieces of a Ruger 22 rifle um, and when the ballistics expert reassembles those pieces, test fires it, it matches the bullets used to kill Carolyn Clark. Mm. So Ivan Milat is charged with the murders of all seven victims and on July 27, 1996 following a 15 week trial the jury returned after three days and found him guilty on all charges. He was sentenced to six years imprisonment for the attack on the most beautiful man in the world Paul Onions <laughs> <laughs> and seven consecutive life sentences for each of the murders murders of the backpackers. Yay. Um, When asked if he had any comment, he protested his innocence. He said he didn't do anything. Oh, for sure. Um, But his younger brother, Richard, uh, told the police that there were, quote, heaps more bodies out there (gasps) to be found and... There are. There are 11 other unsolved missing persons cases that are extremely similar to the backpacker murders going all the way back to February of 1971. Holy shit. So I'm just going to go through these real quick. Karen Rowland was driving behind her sister. They were driving up to a hotel
2: in Canberra when... Shut up. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) What is it? She's asking her friend who's... Canberra. Canberra.
0: Canberra? Okay, just really quick, just a suggestion. How about you spell it C-A-N-B-R-A? Oh! Okay, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. Okay. This is so creepy. The two sisters take two separate cars. Why? It's not as fun. <laughs> they must have had work or something. It makes me so mad when I read that. I was like, w- what? Her, they're driving. Her sister loses sight no, no. of Karen in the rearview mirror. Her car just isn't there anymore. She mm-hmm. continues on to the hotel. And then when she gets there, Karen isn't there. And she thinks, Maybe she went back home, she doesn't understand what happened. So they search, they find the car with an empty gas tank on the side of the road. She ran out of gas. Yeah. And it, she ran out of gas, and then 15 meters off of the trail in the Fairburn Pine Plantation, they find her body. She was lying on her back, legs straight out, her arms encircling her head, clothing pulled down <sighs> indicating sexual assault. A beer bottle was found nearby. Um, so in June of 1972, uh, Robin Hoynville Bartram and Anita Cunningham... 19 and 20 respectively. They were student nurses, they were roommates, and they were going to plant, they were going to spend the summer hitchhiking around northern Queensland. Um, They set off from Melbourne on their way to Bowen. (laughs) <laughs> and,
2: it really is scary uh,
0: They were never seen again In November, Robin's body is found under a bridge In Sensible Creek She was shot in the head with a twenty two Anita's body was never found uh, A woman told police That she and her mother had chatted with those girls At a hotel that July And the girls told her They had gotten a ride with a man Named Cowboy Stephen, do you have that one picture of mm. Ivan Milat? Oh No Oh, no. It's actually very in fashion now, what he's wearing. (laughs) I can't. Yeah, we had no idea what you just said. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Friday, October 5th, 1972, Gabrielle Janke and Michelle Riley decide to hitchhike from Brisbane to check out a party um, on the Gold Coast. A week later, Gabrielle's body is found at the bottom of a steep embankment on the side of Pacific Highway at... Or meow. Ugh. Ten days later at 6 p.m. on October 23rd, Michelle's body is found 12 meters from the road in the bushland off of the Mount Tambourine Highway. They both had massive head injuries from fractured skulls, and both of their clothes were pulled up and branches had been covering their bodies. On October 30th, 1978, 20-year-old Leanne Goodall was dropped off by her brother Warren at the Musselwell Brook train station, Uh, Warren thought she was taking the train back to Sydney, but in fact, she decided to go to Swansea. Swansea near Newcastle to see her parents. She got off the train in Broadmeadow in central Newcastle. Uh, Someone spotted her at 3.30 that afternoon at the Star Hotel. She was never seen alive again. Her remains were never found. Robin Hickey Four months after Leanne Goodall's disappearance, um, 18-year-old Robin Hickey uh, leaves her family home in Swansea to meet friends at the Belmont Hotel south of Newcastle she's never seen again. Amanda Robinson is a 14-year-old girl who vanishes on her way home to, uh, to Swansea from a school dance. Ivan Malat was named as a person of interest in all three of those disappearance oh. cases because he was working a road crew at the time. Um, but there were, there was not enough evidence to, uh, arrest him. And then there's, I mean, look at this. There's three more pages of Jesus. people. Who had the exact, it's the exact same MO. He's, it's always 15 meters off of a trail, back in the bush. In Um, the same
2: area, generally, like. The same age.
0: It's, they, he, it's girls that he meets at hotels. There's always a witness. But in the
2: same, like, general area, kind of, too.
0: Yeah. It's, it's along the Gold Coast, right?
2: They're not sure either. I mean, <laughs> you guys fucking flunked that I class mean, it, too. I mean, but
0: it's it's basically uh, the the, the yeah. eastern this eastern coastal side yeah. and all up because basically this this I did look up on Google Maps. It it takes like seven hours and thirty seven minutes or something to drive from Melbourne to the Belangalo National Forest. Mm-hmm. And so that, thanks. And so that's like the, yeah, that's yeah. basically the area that he was working in and he was a road worker. Oh, yeah. He also delivered tires, truck tires. So he was always, he was always coming on the road down, and yeah. he was always leaving work and coming back um, where, and like having people cover for him and stuff. Jesus. Now, really quick. <laughs> Sorry, I mean those are just like there's uh, there's six more people who have the exact same mo in their death there's fifty eight total <gasps> of missing people oh
2: my god who
0: there there's pieces of of their murder details or their murder that can be related to Ivan lap but because he will not admit to anything and never has they can't get him on anything oh. or prove anything and they, their families you know have no have no satisfaction. They just don't get to know. Mm. Um, So he's in jail, right? And he decides to cut off. He's 73 now. Mm -hmm. He's still in jail. He's in the Supermax. He's going to be there for the rest of his life. In 2009, he cuts off his little finger with a plastic knife.
2: Ow! (laughs) And
0: the uh, people in the jail decide they're not going to reattach it. (gasps)
2: I mean, he doesn't fucking need it. I don't I interpret
0: I'm sure there was like a medical reason and a whole decision, but in in my mind I was just like they're like, "No, you did that to yourself." Yeah. <laughs> um he had previously in- injured himself, uh, by swallowing razor blades, staples, and other metal objects. He went on a hunger strike because he wanted a PlayStation. Oh, no. <laughs> that was in 2011. And now, his, in 2012, his great nephew Matthew Malotte and his friend Cohen Klein, who were, uh, 19 when they were sentenced, um, they were arrested for murdering David, um, Ocherlone on his 17th birthday with an ax in the Belangelo state national wow. forest. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, Matthew killed him and his friend, uh, taped it on the phone, recorded it on the phone. That's how they got caught.
2: Oh my God. They
0: were sentenced. Matthew was sentenced to 43 years in prison and Cohn was sentenced to 32 years in prison. And in, uh, uh, now I'm seeing this thing too, on May 15th, his older brother, Boris, um, told Dr. Steve Apern that Malat was responsible for another shooting in 1962. He shot a cab driver in the back uh, because he wanted to rob him and he ended up p- paralyzing him. Oh and that's a, that's a, they were just doing a special about that on TV recently. And that, wow. my friends, is the story of Ivan Malat, the backpacker wow. martyr.
2: That, the, Sorry, that's so long. Crazy. Ah! ah! That's what he looked like while he was cutting his pinky off.
0: He's, he's like, come on, I want a PlayStation. I'm only the worst
2: fucking person oh, in the world. Oh my God, how did I not know that one? Yeah, it's so nuts. I mean, you just can't help it. I don't want to police shame, but they're like, why didn't this, bye. Bye. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I didn't know they fell. I'm not sure why I didn't even give you a look. I didn't
0: even, I didn't even give you an old I'm gonna pick up my glasses She was
2: like, she's police shaving again, I'm getting up. I'm sick of it. This is a walkout. It's just the thing of like, why didn't they figure, oh, put it together. But, they I know, were, they, I know. the bodies weren't even found. Nobody knew. It was
0: just missing and no details whatsoever. Yeah.
2: Plus, there's the whole thing of, you know, the old school, like, uh, like mindset of like, well, if we start saying all these backpackers are missing, the tourist trade's gonna fucking that's die, exa- you that's know. That's exactly right. So maybe it's that these new cops came in and were like, yeah, but we can't let people disappear.
0: Well, I think the second they started finding bodies, that, that yeah. was all over. Yeah. That they shut it down. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, no, it, that's what happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, but... The, yeah, ho, hopefully, yeah. It's literally what happened. I just fucking told you. I watched three specials about it. I'm an expert. <laughs> that was such a in-your-face mint put in your mouth. Yeah. I've never seen anyone. But ding! <laughs> the final word, mint. <laughs> oh, no, she put the mint in her mouth. Can't can't tell you. The
0: mint's in.
2: All right, every, everyone, you guys have so... When we went to Auckland, we were just like, well, we have two murders to choose from. So I guess I'll take this one and you take that one. Yeah, you know? not here. No. Not the case whatsoever. You guys, there's a reason we're going to be here for three nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> not because people want to see us, <laughs> but because we just couldn't pick
0: one. The government's making us yeah. tell all the murders. Yeah,
2: yeah, we're doing it. It's a social service. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, well, this one, uh, this is the story of the only American man ever executed on Australian soil. Oh, It's the Blackout Strangler. Oh. Ooh. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. That's the correct. All right, height of World War II. Mm-hmm. While Mel- Melbourne was sending soldiers overseas to fight, they're like heroes and shit, and there's a brownout in order. So a brownout just means that like, um, there's a reduced availability of electrical power, so like at night, street lamps and car lights, they're all like lowered, so the Japanese Japanese fighters can't bomb the shit out of you guys. They're like, I don't see anything, let's get out of here. Instead of being like, look at all those beautiful lights of Melbourne, which is like a thing, you know?
0: Yeah, they're known for their lights.
2: They're known for their lights. (laughs) Like, I think they call you guys the city of lights. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so also a lot of employees, employers were letting young women um, leave in daylight so they could get home safely before dark because, you know, dark. But, (laughs) but, so a lot of U.S. soldiers were stationed in Melbourne after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. So all these makeshift camps for American soldiers were popping up. um, And Excuse me, I forgot my tissue. I shouldn't have told you guys that. <laughs> Here. I realize that now. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what to do
0: with that. Um, Wipe your nose with that bottle cap. <laughs> <laughs> Just scrape
2: my nose across it. Just oh, dip thanks. it in and release. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Da-da-da-da-da. They're housed in military establishments called Camp Pell. Today it's known as Royal Park. Um, May 3rd, 1942. You get ones like Rail Park? Royal Park. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh... (laughs) Mm, I just audienced you, essentially. (laughs) Royal! (laughs) It's called Royal! May 3rd, 1942. 40-year-old Ivy Violet McLeod was waiting for her tram. Can you see I copied and pasted this from uh, Australian articles? waiting for her tram um, in, on Victoria Avenue in Albert Park around 2 a.m. when she's attacked. You wooed it, <laughs> and she's attacked. Just at the <laughs> <perfect> <laughs> you gotta do it right away if you're gonna do it. Um, okay, her body was found by a hotel cleaner who was hosing down the footpath outside a hotel. He saw an American soldier get up from a stooping position In a nearby shop doorway. He was gonna run after him but decided to try to help the woman, but it was too late. Ivy was dead. She was partially naked, badly beaten, and strangled. Um, Her purse was still in the area so it was obvious that robbery wasn't the motive Um, and witnesses said that they had seen her in the company of a US soldier late the previous night. We have a photo of her and while that's up I'm gonna subtly wipe my nose on my dress. Oh, how nice. Oh my Thank God, you. you're an angel. There's tissues Thank happening you. at Oh me. no, she has a knife. <laughs> what if she didn't give these to me? What if she just <laughs> took the tissues and She just... was just like, you should buy some of these. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has happened before.
0: <laughs> Security. <laughs> okay. That's every shirt that was at Dangerfields today.
2: It's so that's true. the first thing I think of, when I'm just like... Karen. For real. So that's Ivy McLeod um so so she is killed uh <clears throat> sorry sorry honey she looks like my grandma a week later, let me bum you guys out more. A week later, 31-year-old Pauline Thompson, she's a stenographer, she's married to a policeman, she's a mother of two, she strikes up a conversation with an American soldier at a restaurant. They go to a bar after dinner to talk, and they spend several hours talking and drinking. Um the next morning she's found lying on the steps of her Spring Street home, her clothes are in tatters. Um and, and okay, so let's there's a photo of her. This is Pauline Thompson. Mm. Okay, ready for this creepy thing? In a Victorian first, police created a photograph. Police created a mannequin dressed in her clothes and put a photograph over her face, hoping that a witness would come forward. Stephen, put that nightmare up. What? That's that's what that is? Yep. Look at her hands. It's mannequin hands. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's what we're in it for, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. crazy. Had, had awful. Yeah, yeah. Creepy. Creepy. Hands. Look at the hands. Did it
0: <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about when I was little and I was at the store with my dad and he's like, just don't touch anything. Yeah, right. Which I could never do. I was like five.
2: No, you're a child.
0: A child, and he would always take me to like hardware stores and stuff that didn't have candy or toys or anything good. Yeah. And I remember you, you went to get something and I just walked up. There was a mannequin wearing like a, like a mechanics like jumpsuit. yeah. And I was just, I just went like, oh no. just like my finger ET style touched the mannequin's hand and the whole arm came <laughs> off of my hand. And then I was just alone holding a mannequin arm, like, shit, do I shove it back up? Or like? And my dad came around the corner, and he's like, Jesus Christ!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Karen, you shouldn't be allowed in retail shops anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're real proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, then you laid on the floor and fell asleep. That's right.
0: <laughs> I was so drunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the drunkest five-year-old ever. <laughs> um, okay, so they did that horribleness. Yes, I don't want to turn back around. Poor mannequin. Good, good night, everyone. Have sweet dreams tonight. Wait, did it work, though? No. Oh. Uh, but you know, people were like, well we saw her with uh, an American soldier the night before. So, but I don't know if any of it came directly from that, it just gave a lot of people nightmares. <laughs> so, shortly after this, a 20, an American soldier admits to another soldier that he had killed two women. This dude's name is Edward Joseph Lenowski. Um, yeah, and he's 24 years old. He's a former New York grocery store clerk he had broad shoulders and strong hands, and they had said by the by the looks of the way the guy had strangled women that he had large hands. That was, like, one of the things they said about him. He was well-liked by most who knew him, although other American soldiers reported that he liked to drink heavily, and that when he did, he became particularly aggressive, especially towards women. Mm. Um, a file described him as the soldier from hell. And he earned that notation after he attempted to strangle a young woman in San Antonio, Texas. He was caught, charged with assault, but never prosecuted. Instead, the US Army was like, send him to Melbourne. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um so he arrived on February 2nd, 1942, and that first murder happened um on May 3rd of that year. Wow. Yeah. So um mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, so that he told his, his, his bro that I killed two women. His bro was like, turn yourself in, say your, claim insanity. Um, Edward's like, nope. And the soldier's like, okay. And like, didn't turn him in. So again, apologies, Melvin. Um, He's <laughs> like, well, I gave you the one suggestion I have. Yeah, that's all I, I, I got for it. I don't know what else could be done. I guess I'll see you in the mess tent. <laughs> yeah. Um, alright, so the final victim. Oh, let me show you a photo of this dude, Edward. Hey, I'm that's, gonna murder you. That's him? Yeah. <laughs> they said that, so he was a total alcoholic, and a lot of people like, he was super fun, and a lot of people like, he attacked women. But the ones who said he was super fun, one of the things they said he would do was like, get super drunk, and then get up on the bar and walk across the bar on his hands. Like, Huey Herman style, but on your hands look at that crazy son of a bitch yeah his
0: forehead is so low it's tiny it's too small it's a small forehead I mean as someone with with a three head I would like to say (laughs) his is a one and a half head that's true it barely is there yep or is it just that
2: dumb hair it could it looks like both okay I'm gonna go both um, my mom, his final victim, 40-year-old Gladys Hosking, on May 18th while walking home from work in the chemistry lab at the University of Melbourne, which is like, what a badass, she is caught in the rain. Um, an American soldier offered to shelter her under an umbrella he was carrying. It's our old friend, Edward. Yeah. Yeah. He attacks her. He strangles her. And she's found inside the Royal Park boundary, not far from Camp Pell, just 350 meters from her boarding house. In just over two weeks, from May 3rd to May 18th, 1942, three women had been killed oh, by wow. him. So the murderer becomes known as the Brownout Strangler because it's... During a brownout, and he strangles people. I didn't need to explain that part. Steven, <laughs> cut that out.
0: Because it was actually uh, symbolic of
2: something else, yeah. but no.
0: you wouldn't understand. We they called export. U.S.
2: soldiers uh, brownouts. That's what they called because <laughs> they were total bummers. Yeah. Um...
0: <laughs> what I was... a fucking brownout that guy was.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs> I just licked the microphone on accident. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, uh. Does anyone have any hydrochloric
2: acid? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just something? Gonna drink it. An Australian soldier oh God, that was disgusting. An Australian soldier told police. So Australia, okay, so Gladys gets killed. Australian soldier tells police he saw a US officer slipping under the Royal Park fence on the night of the murder. He shines a here's a he shines a torch. Mm-hmm. That's not what we call flashlights. <laughs> So, clearly, I copied and pasted that. Uh, in, in the guy's face, it was all muddy. He asked him why he's covered head to foot in yellow mud. He's ha- covered head to foot in yellow mud, which is what, like, what's is that? that? No, Diarrhea? no. <laughs> <laughs> it's mud, and it's just yellow. What? I don't know. Because it's what it? time. <laughs> I don't know. Because there's a out, and so there's not enough brown to go yes. into the mud? <laughs> what the hell? That's got to be it. Uh, and, and Yellow mud? I don't know. I didn't look that part up. Okay. I didn't even look out what meters means. <laughs> <laughs> so, clearly I was shopping all day. <laughs> uh, okay, so the dude says to him, I fell over in a pool of mud going across the park. That's like his excuse. And it's like, okay. Go ahead. They were good with it. Right. Uh, the description of this soldier though matches the individual Pauline Thompson was seen with the night of her murder as well as the description given by several women who had also survived recent attacks. So I guess he'd been fucking attacking women all over town. The people had been surviving. Yeah. So after days at Camp Pell they're going from fucking soldier to soldier being like, are you a murderer? Are you a murderer? Like interviewing people? <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't made that up. They I could bet actually. that's how they did it. No, I
0: bet that's how they did it.
2: Could have been. Police investigate. I think we have a photo of Gladys, actually. Did I already? Yeah, there she is. Aww. Right? Look at that outfit. That's not my ah, uh, but okay. <laughs> Okay, so they're fucking soldier to soldier. You, 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 you. Police investors get to Edward Lonofsky's tent and the yellow clay matching the crime scene is found on his tent, his shoes, and his bed. So he's just flailing like, himself all <laughs> over the fucking place, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so yellow. I hate yellow. This, okay. Then, okay. So he's arrested, charged with the murders. Behind bars, he confesses to fucking... Everything. Um, he tells investigators that he is a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. And his motives for the killings was a fascination with female voices, especially when they were singing. What? Yeah. <laughs> Creepy. S- so all those women had been singing? Well, uh, he says he claims that he killed women to get at their voices, quote. Oh, no. I know.
0: Kind of like a Little Mermaid thing? Yeah. <laughs> He was a fucking original sea witch. Uh, He just... (laughs) Sea witch. He... yeah. He wanted to... he wanted to... that guy's fucking stupid.
2: Yeah, crazy too. Yeah. Yeah, so he said uh, about his second victim, Pauline Thompson, he said, She was singing in my ear. It sounded as if she was singing for me. She had a nice voice. I grabbed her. I don't know why. She stopped singing. Well, because you grabbed her. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Then the investigator was like, goodbye, I'm gonna go to, what's that, I'm gonna go to the Gap. (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs) Can you imagine hearing that? Someone saying that to you? (laughs) Okay, according to a psychologist who interviewed Edward during his trial, he grew up in an abusive alcoholic family and one of his brothers had been committed to a mental institution for life. His mother had been overprotective and controlling, and I bet she fucking sang a lot. I bet. You know what I mean? Yes. I didn't say that, but it's like, well, clearly, yeah. um, I'm, that's, that's my, um, what's this profile of yes. this murderer? You've profiled it. His mom sang a lot. Yeah. Um, but she was like,
0: <laughs> just
2: the most horrible sound of all time. So essentially I could show you right now what that <laughs> sounded like
0: by just singing. She'd put him into bed, and she'd be like, all right.
2: <laughs> Good night. Sweet dreams. I love you. And here in the corner is a mannequin <laughs> with my face taped on it. Night, night, Edward. Night, night, Edward. I'm going to go be an alcoholic, which is also what she was. <laughs> and... <laughs> She
0: was overprotective, <laughs> controlling. Oh, I like the ideal as you're shutting your child's bedroom door. Good night. I'm gonna go be an alcoholic. <laughs> you stay in here, okay?
2: And stare at my mannequin face. <laughs> Woo! That's a hard childhood right there. Yeah, um. Scary. She had also been in a mental institution, but she also favored Edward more than his other fucking crazy brothers. So he got bullied by neighborhood kids and called a mama's boy. According to the psychologist, uh, he said, and you know, fifties, forties and fifties psychologists were like, well, uh, and they were like, "What? that doesn't make sense. Uh, Oedipus complex. No, oh. symbolic matricide. And I was like, that sounds familiar. Our friend Ed Gein. Oh yeah. Where you, like kill people because they're like, it's my mom. And he was like, it's actually a woman you don't fucking know.
0: They're, they just want to kill their mom over and over exactly, again. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, so cause it, cause of the resentment and hatred of his mother,
0: singing bad singing is really
2: irritating <laughs> this is why i don't well i do sing sometimes and it's yeah it's just sick. do a little song okay right um what should i sing just sing um, um i will always love oh, you. oh how about look at this stuff isn't it neat what are, i'm just speaking do it my complexion's complete yeah wouldn't you think i'm the girl the girl who has everything <laughs> you just tried to just <laughs> did that for a joke that was good Uh, (laughs) I watched that movie 4,000 times when I was a child (laughs) that was my only friend what do you call it shoes (laughs) (laughs) okay uh okay during the trial evidence was presented that indicated that Edward had possible dual personalities. <laughs> I just love the word dual. duel Dual personalities. The court heard that so when the Manoski had dropped got drunk his voice changes he talks more like a girl uh-oh says stuff about this is a quote i wouldn't he talks stuff about poltergeists werewolves demons creepy stuff talks to himself a cool lot. stuff <laughs> yeah it's he talks about the kind of stuff they have on the clothes at the what's the story? <laughs> Dangerfields. danger Dangerfields. god that would have been good if i could have remembered that um talks himself a lot other times it was like he was talking to someone else maybe he was talking to someone else yeah he could have been talking to someone else Although Edward Lamassi's crimes were committed on Australian soil, the trial was conducted under American military law. Yeah, that's Mark Harmon style. Yeah. NCIS baby. Yeah. I said, yeah, I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched that show, but my They have. I want true crime. <laughs> um, he confesses to the crimes, convicted and sentenced to death at a United States Army general court-martial... In July of 1942, but it's here in Australia. He's executed at Pentridge Prison. Wow! You guys, you guys stay there sometimes. You love it? Is it the best prison? Yeah. Um. Oh, you can really? live in a prison. <laughs> you can get breakfast there tomorrow.
0: You know, normally heckling makes me really mad. Yeah, me but- too my favorite thing anyone's ever yelled at me. You can live there
2: and you can get breakfast there. You can get breakfast theater to marry. <laughs> She'll have the muesli, I'll have the beans on toast with a fried egg. Georgia loves a nice breakfast bean. Oh, You guys my, have really brought God. her over to the
0: baked bean breakfast Thank bean you. side. Thank you
2: so much for that. What's
0: congee? Don't answer now it's on every menu for yeah, breakfast little, but it's like congee with and i'm like what could this be and then it's like with shrimp or congee's grass like a soup oh is or it grass i don't know <laughs> just random stuff where i'm like i can't put together what this breakfast item might there's be it's not french toast i know that
2: <laughs> if it ain't muesli she don't want to eat something fuck it okay the precise details of his execution were s- Wait, sorry, we had to eat breakfast at that prison now. Obviously. <laughs> Will you guys meet us there tomorrow? Yeah, we'll be there. Um They they share time is over. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. that poor girl yeah. is she crying the one I just yelled at I'm sorry <laughs> uh, I can't do it I can't do it that's a
0: real mind fuck because we supported yours yeah. and we attacked you for and then, yours I'm sorry I, now
2: I feel so bad no Never Um, look back. (laughs) Da da da. He. So, for some reason, the details are a secret of how he got killed, but the hangman had a fucking journal, which is like, give me that to read tonight, please, immediately. Yes. Um, And it says that he was (laughs) hanged, right? Sorry. Why? And
0: the hangman's journal, if they publish it like a book, do you think the inside flap of the picture of the author you'd have is. You know what I mean? What? You know, the hangman has to wear that thing on his face so you just don't know who he is.
2: Guess what? What? What's this? It's the hangman's journal. Are you kidding? No, put your glasses on. Hold on, everybody. (laughs) I wasn't being an asshole. I'm serious. I didn't mean it like that. No, no. She, she can't see anything. I can't see shit. <laughs> Wins and I were at the airport, and like you came, and I was like, hey. And I was like, oh, wait. She can't see anything. <laughs> I knew that you had to wait to I get walk, here before you could
0: see me. It's really funny because oftentimes I'll be walking toward people, and I'll watch. I know the thing is like a big wave. I'll see a movement like this, and then I'll see the mouth get smaller and smaller. where It, it looks like I'm just icing someone as I'm walking words. <laughs> like they're
2: like hey Karen I'm just like walking <laughs> and then she goes oh yeah and I miss close. I'm like oh
0: my god hi how are you
2: <laughs> and they're already sad sorry
0: this is like the hangman's journal is like it's fucking scrapbook that yeah. looks like a picture of a
2: pelvis it does you can go read that somewhere around this town okay yeah probably at this prison we're having brunch at tomorrow <laughs> let's turn into brunch and I'll have a momos <laughs>
0: Um, But he gave all the details of all the uh, hangings? I think it was like a
2: diary, where he's like, dear diary, today I hanged a person.
0: I feel pretty good about it, because they were bad. It's my job. They're making me do it. Yeah.
2: Um, So, okay, so they think that he was hanged. But legend, I just burped, sorry. Legend (laughs) also has it that the locals were permitted to provide the rope and gallows. Isn't that cool? What? Like, the people were so fucking pissed off about this guy murdering their people that, uh, they were like, here's the rope. And here's the gallows. Hang that motherfucker.
0: Oh, they like built the gallows and were just like... They're basically like, look, we'll take care of everything. You just get your hangman up here. Yeah, tell
2: (laughs) tell him to bring his diary because this (laughs) one's going to be good. (laughs) Write this down. Yeah. We built
0: the gallows.
2: (laughs) So that's the story of Edward Llanoski, the brownout strangler. Wow. Nice. Thank you. It's all you. It was good. You did it. Well, we did it. We did it. That was...
0: That was that was an American special that we brought yeah. over to you.
2: You kill him, we'll grill him.
0: Is it town, it's time for a hometown it's murder? It's time for a town hometown murder. Let's see. Is there a way we could get a little bit of light so we yeah, can yeah. see if there's anyone that has a story they'd like to tell Nobody us? Nobody here. Yeah, let's do a, kind of a brown out lighting situation <laughs> so that we can't
1: really see anything.
0: Ooh. Uh, do you Karen want to do this. it? Do you want to do
2: it? Come on. Yeah. Karen picks. All right. Come over where Steven is. I think that way, probably? Oh. He's right there. Hi, hi,
0: hi. Don't trip. Don't fall down.
2: <laughs> Hello. 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 Oh, look. Look at, at her, her skirt. It's okay. Hi, it's oh a dress. God. Are they Hi. falling all the way down? Karen, why are you falling? Careful. Yeah. Careful.
1: Yeah. You don't wear stay-up stockings. It's okay, guys. Wait.
2: <laughs> look at it. This is... No, um, you guys have the cutest... What are you doing? <laughs> stay in the forest, okay. Don't Stay get hurt, Stay, out of, Stay out of the forest. Is this, this is from so our Is awesome. this from Dangerfield? I uh, know. <laughs> this is so cute. We're yeah. acting
0: like the one store we've been to is the only
2: store in <laughs> Melbourne. Is this from the one place we've been to? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I heard you guys don't have any others. Uh, what's, hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, hi Rebecca. Rebecca. Where are you from? Hi. Everyone will cheer for you. Thank you. <laughs> the Yarra Valley. All right, I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> What's her hometown? Okay, so I have a few, but I'll just do one. <laughs> if it's really good, you can do more. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or if
1: um, it's really bad, Okay, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um, I won't use exact names because I still live next door to my mum. So weird how you can't see anyone out there. That's so creepy. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? No, I know it's better. better. It's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just look up into the lights. Yeah.
1: Days off. Yeah. Um. So basically. My mum and dad moved to an, uh, to Coldstream. I don't know if you know Coldstream. <laughs> of course we know Coldstream. <laughs> they know it. Um, along the Maroondah Highway. So basically high traffic area. And they start building this house. And there's an old little barn out the back. Mm. A little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. And basically where they're going to build the house, there's a big tree out the front. Big cherry blossom. Mm. Massive cherry blossom. And my dad's like... I really think I need to cut this down. Why? Well, where the house was going to be, so they could keep the old barn. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the neighbour comes over, and he's this big, <gasps> massive guy, big beard. My dad's like a skinny kind of uh, crocodile Dundee. Oh yeah, yeah, we know him. We <laughs> yeah. know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We big have. Knife. Yeah, He can yeah, shut the guy. tree down with this big knife. Yeah. Okay. So you imagine this other guy that's massive, and my dad's kind of skinny. Go control problem. Anyway, so <laughs> this guy tells him, "Don't cut down the tree. No matter what you do, do not cut down oh, this tree." Chill, dude. Sure. Yeah. That's super chill. <laughs> yeah. And so Dad's like, "Watch me." Oh. So, uh... The next day, it comes in with a backhoe, but the tree's been cut down, and there's a big hole right around the tree. Oh no. This is really sus. Dad's like, "What the hell's going on?" So anyway, pulls up the tree, talks to the guy next door, doesn't know anything apparently. As you do. Mm-hmm. And then so we build the house over the top where this tree was. Straight away, which is ends up being my bedroom, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. There ends up being horrific hauntings. So <gasps> No Yes. <laughs> so this is like Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> what happened? Well everything. So it starts off with my brother. So he's first in the room. So there's ten years between my brother and I. Okay. So my brother Adam wakes up there's these horrible horrific noises in the room. Basically this ghost likes musical instruments. Don't know if you'll believe in ghosts but anyway. Sure. It I doesn't do matter. Now. doesn't but matter. My brother Tell starts your story. to learn the guitar. So you learn the recorder at primary school basically. Sure. Yep. Then you go up to the guitar. So by grade 6 he's like mastered this guitar. Every night family wakes up to <gasps> the guitar strumming. Oh oh no. Yeah. No no. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So Ten years on, I'm I'm just born basically, and my dad liked the ukulele, so he would come in. <laughs> you guys gonna s- just not have <laughs> string instruments <laughs> no, in your fucking house anymore? Right. So basically, what keeps happening is these horrible things keep happening in, in the in our family. Things like you'd be in the shower and shampoo bottles would come down on you. Like one after the other? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like creepy as fuck. Like petrifying oh shit, right? Oh my God. Anyway, so eventually this just these things keep happening. And I'm about four or five. And I say to my mum, I feel like there's something wrong at the neighbours. There's something really strange. I'm to cry. But yeah. she said it,
0: and she was in a nightgown, and her hair yeah. was wet. And her eyes were white. Uh, I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> no. Something's so,
1: wrong, mommy. <laughs> so basically, the next day, we're all sitting down for dinner. And I actually sent you in this email as well about it. Anyway, we read it. We loved it. Yeah,
2: totally. <laughs> <laughs> loved it.
1: So basically... The next day, we're all sitting down for dinner. Police come raiding through our house. They come through our house. They're basically like, if you have somewhere safe to put the kids, put the kids. So my brothers are older. We all went in the bathroom, stayed there. What the fuck? <laughs> Dad gets out his knife, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, true. that's not a knife. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. a knife. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you call that a knife? Yeah. <laughs> and basically the police raid goes through our house. Through our house to the next door neighbours, they go through the back paddocks. We call them paddocks, and then through the front What's of the that house. What's yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, yep. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Um, and basically, a body is found in their backyard. What? Well, uh, this is and the big bearded guy's backyard. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Big. Yeah. Yeah. The freaky guy. Okay. Yeah. And there's other bones that are found on the premises <gasps> as well. They believe they were buried. There was tree roots through it. Oh my god. god. I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, ooh. <laughs> then, <laughs> oh my god. Then, a couple years pass. So the father's been put away. At this point, his daughter is about 19, 20. And a body is found at Coldstream Tip. She's almost decapitated. <gasps> She's been injected Her with battery money? acid. Yep. Battery acid in a sleeping bag. Bound up with a phone cord when we used to actually have phone cords, yeah? Yeah. Horrific. They can't move the body. Because this the daughter, which they didn't know at the time, her name's Karen. Uh-oh. She, yeah, she, she has a thing where she always comes back to the body. And every single <gasps> time they've missed her. So they've moved the body and missed that chance of her coming back and trying to bury it or get rid of yeah. evidence. So they're like, we've got to leave the body. Oh. So they ring the they're talking to the mother and they're like, we can't move the body, I'm so sorry. So it gets quite emotional. The whole town is like, this girl, like, we don't know the body's being found, we don't know anything about it, it's
2: all top uh, secret. They haven't haven't they heard of a mannequin with a fucking
1: <laughs> picture
2: taped on its face? <laughs> That's not the same. We don't know where she was.
1: Right. Anyway, so basically, Karen comes back with dynamite to blow up the body. <laughs>
2: And but this is really quick.
0: You're not a compulsive liar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want yeah, to check. I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great. It so doesn't matter. But this is
0: like
1: later on. She does it again with dynamite. She has a thing with dynamite. Okay. What? So this girl had been. It was a drug deal gone wrong. Karen was a drug dealer, and it was, she had and a house in the but, This, wait, this, this is, is the daughter. This is the daughter of the neighbour. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Prison. So Got Ian it. was a really bad guy that hid the body underneath where our house was and then had a body in the backyard. And then Karen's the daughter, who's in a almost, she's about 19, 20 by okay, now. Okay. So basically, drug deal's gone wrong. She was living in Lilydale. She moved back in with her dad after this girl was killed. Now she gets the dynamite, comes back to blow up this body. Please <laughs> <laughs> It's not a solution. <laughs> yeah. So when she comes back, um, basically the cops jump on her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So she's done for, she's arrested. Her boyfriend was waiting in the car. Now, when she does her statement, so basically she rats out her boyfriend, she got less time because she was making sandwiches in the kitchen while they were torturing this girl for 48 hours. Oh. It's repulsive. Oh, like my God. Like, that is God. just... Yeah, so she got less time because <sighs> of that. So, disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah, I know, right? And this <laughs> so, <is beautiful. laughs> This is happening next door while you're growing up? Well, no, so this is... So the daughter, she was mostly living at Lilydale. So she's doing all these drug deals and stuff like that. Whereas Ian had moved out, so just his wife was still there. Okay, okay. Okay, so basically, Karen then gets out of jail a few years later. Her boyfriend's still in jail. She gets dynamite to blow out her boyfriend out of
0: jail. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, yeah. Karen, there's like, other things in the world. stop. Jesus oh, my Christ. God. She's, okay. Her mom's just, like, would you do
1: the dishes? She's like, yeah, I've got the perfect solution. <laughs> like, oh. Dynamite! It's just
2: what she does. Oh, oh, my God. So
1: she ends up going back into jail, obviously. He does more time. Fast forward about, I think it was about three or four years ago, she ends up moving back in next door to my mom. But it's okay. She's a born-again Christian. Oh, my oh, God. Amen, amen, amen. All forgiven. So good. Yeah, Jesus forgives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like all that shit. (laughs) The The debts are cleared. The thing that like really fucks me. Jesus does love dynamite though. He loves it. So in the end, yeah, my mom still lives next
2: door to them. Oh my god. Do you guys have them over for Christmas every year? Yeah, like what's Fourth of July like? Just really tense. They don't have that here.
1: sorry <laughs> um yeah that's the story of the jewels that Whoa. was our last oh, yeah. oh my god
2: <laughs> yeah i'm that was amazing rebecca you guys rebecca Rebecca. good job that was amazing wow top <laughs> that i mean oh no don't fall spotter <laughs> <laughs> She's dizzy. So are we. Uh, wow, you guys. That was very powerful. That was super, a lot. That was a real journey oh, for all of us. I believe in ghosts now. I didn't believe in ghosts before. I don't know. Guitar playing ghosts. We're so scared, right? I'm so we're gripping scared. Gripping each other. It's also freezing up here. You guys, uh, this
0: has been fuck. such an amazing show. Thank so you good. so What a kickoff for this Thank run you. tonight!
2: Thank you so much. This has been, we're so excited to be in Australia. You guys are so fucking nice. It's yeah. amazing. We're so
0: happy to be here. We're so happy to be here. And of course, we just want you to stay sexy.
2: And don't get, get nervous. guys.